0: in Rapid City, South Dakota, in Rapid City, South Dakota at 607 Main Street. It was a very popular store. I went as far back as 2012 and found people recommending that particular establishment. I quit looking for two reasons. It's a ladies store and I wasn't interested and I figured 10 years of history is enough. December of 2013, a lady by the name of Tia called it the best ever. On December the 12th of 2014, Hannah wrote, I fly across oceans to shop here. Honestly, I don't live in the States, and I always look forward to coming and visiting Revival. That's the name of the store, Revival. There is nothing like it anywhere else. Let me just tell you again what Hannah said about Revival. I fly across oceans to shop here. I don't live in the States. I always look forward to coming and visiting Revival. There's nothing like it anywhere January the 4th of 2015, Paige simply wrote, I love, love, love this store." January the 17th, somebody with the name Tree (laughs) said, this is probably the best shop in the country, if not the planet. The majority of my wardrobe is from here. Great atmosphere, great people. Sasha in May of 2017 wrote, without a doubt, my favorite shop downtown. I find new treasures every time I come to revival. It's a rare day that I leave empty handed. I love revival. Sheila, you can never close this shop or I'll be naked. In September of 2017, Melissa said, while visiting Rapid City recently, I came upon this hidden gem. The shop owner as well as her staff were so pleasant and helpful. If you happen to find yourself near Rapid City, do stop in to Revival. You will not be disappointed. Anna in June of 2018 said, Revival is my all-time favorite. December of 2018, Bailey said, Revival has a great staff. They are friendly. Sheila has created an atmosphere that anyone can come to. This is a place for everyone. I love revival. In October of 2019, Holly said, The ladies I worked with in the store were helpful and seemed to love what they were doing. I was in Rapid City. I, me, not not these people, I was in Rapid City, South Dakota in November of 2012, driving, riding rather, down Main Street, and I happened to see this store. When I saw the store, I told the pastor, pull over, I've got to take a picture. And here's the picture I took of Revival. 607 Main Street. A few days ago, I remembered, you can leave that picture up for a a while. A few days ago, I remembered this picture, and I looked on my camera roll. I got like 6,000 pictures on my camera roll. And uh, I remembered this picture, and it took me a while, but I finally found it. I recently Googled this store, and I found that their website is no longer active. Their last Facebook post was December the 12th of 2020 basically a month after I was there. One online post said simply one word, closed. One lady said, if you close, I'll have to go naked. So if you're in Rapid City, South Dakota, watch out. A store that literally drew people from other countries closed its doors in December of 2020. You can see the signs in the window, going out of business. I knew that day I was going to preach this message someday. Sadly, revival closed its doors in December of 2020. It, revival went out of business. You know as well as I do that I'm not here tonight to talk about a clothing store that's 1,224.4 miles away from Bethlehem Church. I've come to preach, don't let your revival go out of business. I've come to remind us one more time, we can do without a lot of things, but we can't do without revival. We can live without a lot of things, but we can't live without revival. I can make it without a lot of things, but I can't make it without revival. I got to make sure I don't let my revival go out of business. I got to fight for my revival. I got to invest in my revival. I got to do whatever it takes to keep the doors of my revival open. Don't let your revival go out of business. Psalms 85 1-3 through tells us about the psalmist is writing, remembering what God had done. Here is what he says. Lord, thou hast been favorable unto thy land. Thou hast brought back the captivity of Jacob. Thou hast forgiven the iniquity of thy people. Thou hast covered all their sin. Selah. Thou hast taken away All thy wrath, thou hast turned thyself from thy fierce anger, from the fierceness of thine anger. He is remembering the past of what God had done for them. He favored the land. He forgave their iniquity. He covered their sin. He took away his wrath, and he turned from his anger. All of these statements, reflections of what God had done at some point in their past but now it was a discussion of what god used to do for them and it's good to remember what god has done and what god did in the past but you can't live off what god did in the past amen apparently their current condition was not where it needed to be the next two verses tell us a little bit about where they are Verse 4 and 5, turn us, O God of our salvation, and cause thine anger toward us to cease. Wilt thou be angry with us forever? Will you draw out thine anger to all generations? Apparently, something had happened. What God had done back then, the fire and the passion of the revival had apparently gone out. And now they turn to God. One more time, God, turn us. He didn't say, God, you turn towards me. He said, God, you turn us towards you. If there's ever a problem with revival, it's never a problem with God. It always comes down. It always comes down to us and how we approach him. Turn us, O God. Will you be angry with us forever? Are we going to have to pass this anger down to generations? The Bible doesn't say what it was that had angered God. Perhaps they had fallen back away into their sins. Perhaps they simply lost their joy and passion in their worship. The Bible is not clear on exactly what happened, but the next two verses tell us something. He says, Will thou not revive us again? Will you not revive us again? God, we need a revival. God, we need another revival. You did it way back then in verse 1, 2, and 3. God, you did it way back then for our forefathers and our ancestors. God, you did it way back when we were way over yonder. But God, will you not revive us again? I wonder if there's anybody under the sound of my voice that you remember a great time in your relationship with God. You remember the mountaintop of his glory and the power of his presence. Uh, but I wonder if maybe in some of our services you've sat and you wondered, God, will I ever feel that again? God will I ever get that back? God, will I ever feel the glory and the power of that move of the Spirit again? I wonder if anybody could say, God, will thou not revive us again? That thy people may rejoice in thee, God. I want my praise back. I want my worship back. I want my joy back. I want my passion back. God, I want again what I had way back then. God, I want it now. Will you give it back to me, God? Show us thy mercy, O Lord, and grant us thy salvation. And then, and then what started as a memory turned into a prayer. And what went from a memory to a prayer turn into a prophecy verses 11 and 12 truth shall spring out from the earth righteousness shall look down from heaven yea the lord shall give that which is good and our land shall yield her increase it started as a memory it turned into a prayer But when your memories turn into prayers, it's not long till your prayers turn into prophecies. Something happens when people begin to pray for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Something happens, Bishop Wilson, when people get in the prayer room and say, God send revival. God, send revival. Something happens in a church service when between the pews, the congregation begins to pray, God, send revival to me one more time. God, let me feel it. I wonder if there's anybody here that you'd be willing to say, God, I need a fresh anointing. God, I need another revival. Will you not revive me again? Tucker, can you bring me that, that jawbone? Say hello to my mother-in-law. I apologize. I apologize. <laughs> the devil made me do it. <laughs> Ooh. God, that slipped out. Lord, you know I didn't plan that. You know that wasn't premeditated. It just slipped out. God, you know, I read somebody's mind and I spoke what they were thinking. (laughs) Everybody all right? That accidentally came out and I saw my wife's eyes go about this big. I'm like, dear God, I'm in trouble. If you're watching tonight, I'm sorry. And I hope you forget by Christmas. (laughs) One of the most beloved characters in the Bible is a man by the name of Samson. He is not, in my opinion, beloved because of his strength. He's beloved because we see in him a whole lot of ourselves. We see a man in Samson that at times can do great things. And then we find, we turn the page and we find him acting a lot like us. On one page, he wins great victories and on the next page, he's defeated. And we, there's something about the humanity of Samson that when we see it, we know that if it's not for the grace of God, there's a little bit of Samson in every one of us. That we know how to shout the victory, but we also know how to be defeated, don't we? We know how to do what's right, and then we also know the sting and the guilt of when we do what we should not do. And so we find in Samson a whole lot of ourselves. We find in him who we wish we were and who we regrettably know we are. And so Samson is a little bit alive in every one of us. We find Samson one. A great victory, one of the most notable battles in the history of the world. Samson faces a thousand Philistines. He does not have a sword, he does not have a spear. He finds what's close to him when the enemy comes. And what he finds is the Bible says, a jawbone of an ass. The enemy, a thousand of his enemies run towards him. And Judges 15, 15 through 17 said, and he found a new jawbone of an ass and put forth his hand and took it and slew a thousand men therewith. And Samson said, with the jawbone of an an ass heaps upon heaps, with the jawbone of an ass have I slain a thousand men. And it came to pass when he had made an end of speaking that he cast the jawbone out of his hand and he called that place Ramath-Lehi. The weapon he used to overcome his enemy. A simple weapon. The jawbone of an ass. The Bible said that when the battle was over he cast it away. I bought bought this off the internet. I googled jawbone of an ass. If you're going to do that Don't forget to type the word jawbone. (laughs) You can buy it. You can buy it. It cost me, I think it was like $42 worth every penny. And I preached this sermon all over the country. Not this sermon, but I preached with this jawbone all over the country. When you face your enemy, just imagine what it was like. This is not, when I ordered it, when it came in the mail, it wasn't at all what I expected. It wasn't what I thought it would look like. And I, and I picked it up and I realized, man, this thing is heavy. This thing is heavy. Imagine swinging that. At least if you kill a Philistine with one blow. If it only takes you one shot for every one of them, you have to swing this thing a thousand times. It takes a real man to do that. Heaps upon heaps, the Bible said, just imagine as he's swinging the jawbone. He's he's sweating. The blood of his enemies is getting on him. He's fighting. He's fighting hand-to-hand combat defeating his enemies, and he stands, and he beats so many that there's a heap in front of him, and now it's impeding his ability to fight, so he has to step away from that pile, and he starts fighting, and he makes another pile, and before he's all said and done, he's standing with the jawbone, and all around him, the Bible said, heaps upon heaps of his enemies, and he took the jawbone, and he threw it away, and he got rid of the very thing that got him the victory. He casts it away. When, the, when he made the end of speaking, he gives himself this little victory speech with the jawbone of an ass. Heaps upon heaps with the jawbone of an ass have I slain a thousand men. And then when he got done with this speech, he throws his weapon away. And then in time, in verse 18, the Bible said he was sore athirst. Fighting will make you thirsty. He was sore athirst thirst and called on the Lord and said, thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. And now shall I die for thirst and fall into the hand of the uncircumcised. God, you gave me great deliverance when I was fighting the flesh, but now I'm gonna die of thirst. You gave me victory against my enemy so that I can die thirsty. But God had never intended for Samson to be thirsty. The Bible said in verse 19 that God claimed a hollow place that was in the jaw, and there came water thereout, and when he had drunk, his spirit came again, and he revived. Wherefore, he called the name thereof, in Hekoreh, which is in Lehi, unto this day. Here's the message. You can't let your revival go out of business. You can't let your revival close down. Samson had in his hand the weapon of victory, the thing that got him where he was, the thing that brought him out of his battle against the enemy, the thing that helped him overcome what the enemy tried to do to him. And then when his battle was over, he threw away the very thing that got him the victory, only to find himself thirsty and wondering, God, what can I do? Here's the lesson, that the very thing that gets you the victory is the very thing that keeps you the victory. The thing that got you off dope is gonna keep you off dope. The thing that got you out of the barroom is gonna keep you out of the barroom. The thing that got you out of discouragement is gonna keep you out of discouragement. You can't throw away the things that got you deliverance. I've watched, folks, when you come in and your marriage is messed up and your life is messed up and you can't stay out of trouble with the law and you can't stay off drugs and you can't keep your marriage together, you pray, you worship, you shout, you come to church, you serve God, you love God, and and then things begin to turn around and you overcome your addiction and you overcome your marriage issue and you overcome your discouragement and you got victory and then you throw away the very thing that got you your victory you quit worshiping like you should have worshiped and you quit praying like you're supposed to pray and you quit coming to church like you're supposed to because you let your revival go out of business we got to keep the store open folks you got to keep your store open you can't let a worldly economy close your revival down you can't let a carnal world take your praise. Somebody ought to praise him right now. Somebody, that you know you're growing cold on God and you hadn't put yourself into this service. You ought to get your jawbone, pick back up, get yourself a drink, and open the door to your revival. Oh, God, I'm not going to throw that picture back up there. I'm not going to let my revival go out of business. I'm not going to let the door of my prayer life close. I'm not going to let the devil trick me out of praising God tonight. I don't know. Look, I know some of you have unhealthy bodies, your feet, your back, but you can wave a hand. You can do something. But the fact that you're not doing anything lets me know you sold out your revival. The Bible said the dead praise not the Lord. People who can't find the praise are already dead. You need to open the door to your revival. You need to get the key out and unlock it and say we're coming back in business tonight. Somebody needs to get back. there. Needs to open their store. Somebody needs to get back in business with God. You close the door. You close your revival. But you need to open that door back up and say, I'm coming back to revival. I wish somebody would praise him right now. I wish somebody would worship him right now. I wish somebody that hadn't picked up the jawbone of praise in a long time would come up to this altar and metaphorically pick up that jawbone and say, I'm getting back what I cast away. I'm getting my revival back. Let me tell you, Samson, let me tell you, Samson, it's not God's fault you're thirsty. It's not God's fault you threw the jawbone away. It wasn't God that told you to cast away the things that got you delivered. It wasn't God that told you to quit doing the things that you were doing that gave you victory. Samson, that was your idea. And let me tell somebody, it's never been God's idea for you to get cold and distant on God. It's never been God's idea for you to lose your prayer life and your worship and your faithfulness and your ministry. If it happened, it's because you cast it away. But you can't go get it back. Samson threw it away, but he went and got it again. God help somebody here to come get their revival back. Don't let your revival go out of business. Don't let your revival go out of business. If you're feeling yourself slip, don't let your revival go out of business. If you're feeling it start to cool down in your soul, you got to stir it back up. I'm not going to let my revival go out of business. Will thou not revive us again? God, will you send another revival? God, send another revival to Bethlehem. God, send another revival to my home. God, send another revival to my... Come on, I'm trying to stir you up, but I can't get it back for you. you got to go pick up your jawbone, and you got to get it yourself. Don't let your revival go out of business. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, I looked across here. I was debating on whether just to let this service go up in smoke or preach. I'm still not sure if I did the right thing. But I I was standing here, and I'm like, well, I'm I'm just kind of waiting to see what happens. And then I watch a man that's going to be 75 years old tomorrow go shouting across the front of the church. Bishop Wilson, thanks for not letting your revival go out of business. Thanks for not letting your, your body's getting older, but you didn't let your spirit get old. Sister Wilson, thank you. Thank you for coming up here and lifting your hands and praising God. Let me tell you, thank you, elders, all you elders that still worship and still come to the prayer room and still pray. Thank you for not letting your revival go out of business. Thank you, young folks. Don't ever let your prayer. If you quit going to the prayer room, chances are you'll quit coming to church. You can't let your revival go out of business. You got to fight to keep it open. You got to fight. You got to invest in your walk with God. You got to invest in the business of revival. You got to invest in the business of soul winning. You got to invest in the business of the church. Don't let your revival. Oh, God. Lift your hands all over this place. I've been at the. I've been out, I've been over my notes for ten minutes. I've just been trying to get you all to do something. I'm telling you, Bishop Wilson, I've carried a burden all day long. What I preached this morning, what I preached tonight, I'm I'm concerned about some folks that haven't picked up the jawbone in a while. They cast it away for whatever reason. I don't know why, for whatever reason. But I'm telling you, just as soon as you cast it away, just as you cast it away, you can go back and pick it back up. I don't know what it was about Samson, but he went back. He Somehow he knew, I got to get that weapon back. I got And when he went back to it, he found that it was in the weapon that God prepared his revival. You got to fight to keep the business of revival open. We can't quit teaching Bible studies. We can't quit having prayer meetings. We can't quit doing Bible class. We can't quit reaching souls. We can't quit going to the rehab. We can't quit doing the work of God. We got to fight to keep revival open. <laughs> Parents, don't ease up. <laughs> don't let revival leave you home. Young folks, you got to fight to keep your revival Everybody ought to have their hands to heaven saying, will you not revive us again? Every time that a church gets serious about praying for revival, that prayer turns into prophetic action. Oh, God, revive me. Oh, God, revive me. Come on, say it like the psalmist said. God, revive me. God, give me that fresh anointing. God, give me that fresh outpouring of the Holy Ghost. God, give me that fresh touch from heaven. Oh, God, revive me today. Come on, you got to fight to keep revival open. Don't let your revival go out of business. Patton, how many times would it have been easy to close? The economy gets bad. Something happens. How, how many times would it have been easy over the years to just close the business? But instead of close, you invested in it. Sister Gail, how many times would it have been easy to close up the shop and just quit? You had times when I'm sure you wanted to. Heartbroken, not sure. But had you done that? Think of all those people who got baptized and got the Holy Ghost on that land the last 2 years. If you'd have closed up the business, you would have closed up revival. Come on, I know we're look we got to keep going, folks. We got to keep going. We got to keep praying, keep worshiping, keep having church. We got to keep living right. We got to keep reaching souls. We can't give up. Hayden, you can't quit, son. You got to keep your revival open. You cannot let the enemy close your revival down. You got to keep pushing. You got to keep going. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. We got to keep going. This is no time to quit. This is no time to cast away. I'm going to tell you, this church was built off shouting and tongue talking and singing and praying and worshiping. It was built on holiness, not worldliness. It wasn't built on makeup and all kinds of other junk. It was built on the Word of God. And we're not going to cast away just because the world thinks we ought to. We're not going to cast away because this is where the revival is. If we throw it away, we lose everything. Don't let revival go out of business. Amen. Why don't you lay your hand over on somebody close to you. God, help my church family, help my brother, my sister. If it's it's your spouse, if it's your brother, your sister, your mom, your dad, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your enemy, whatever. Why don't you pray, God, revive us again. God, help me keep my revival open. You're going to have opportunities to quit. You're going to have opportunities to slow down. You're going to have opportunities to give up. You're going to have reasons to walk away. But I can't close my revival. The world's dependent on us keeping it open. These missionaries are dependent on us having revival. This community is dependent on us to have revival. I can't let it go out of business. Oh, God. Come on, I feel something breaking. I feel us getting a recentering in the spirit right now. Oh, hallelujah. Come on. I'm just preaching to folks. We got we to gotta fight for our walk with God. I got to keep my revival open. I'm going to tell you, there's no place like Bethlehem. I love lots of other places. I love lots of other churches. I love lots of other people, but there's no place like Bethlehem. There's no place like this place. We got to keep it like it is. So when the backsliders come back, it's something they remember, it's a familiar anointing that they feel. It's a familiar spirit that they feel in the altar. This is how we always used to shout. got to fight. i got to keep my revival open. I'll tell you, this world's getting ready to come to this place. You hear what I'm saying? There's people all over the world going to come here. We got a pastor from Rome. He pastors about 15 or 20 people. He's coming to spend a week here in June because he wants to see what God's doing here. And I'm praying God pour it out in his city. I'm going to tell you, we got to keep revival open. I hope to God that when June comes, that we're not so caught up in summer vacation and so caught up in in fishing and all the other stuff that we do when it's warm out that we forget that we got to have revival. We're impacting the world. We got to fight to keep revival open don't What am I preaching? What am I preaching? What am I preaching? Huh?
1: Don't let the, don't let the revival go out of business.
0: Don't let the revival go, go out of business. Don't let the revival go out of business.
1: Don't let the revival go out of business.
0: Say, say it in Spanish. No, dejes el avivamiento que se vaya. That's not what I said, but that's what I meant. I'm telling you, we're getting ready to walk into a brand new dimension of Holy Ghost revival. Because we made up our mind. We're not living without it. We're walking in the supernatural. We're flowing in the gifts of the Spirit. We're watching devils cast out. People healed and delivered. I'm not letting revival. I'm not letting it go out of business. I'm not letting it die. Brian, your boys need you to be a revival. Your, your boys need to see you as a burning flame of fire when it's time to work. Thank you for getting up here and singing. And he, he just volunteered to help in Sunday school. Thank you, because the little boys in this church need to see men working in the kingdom of God. You've gotta have, you got to fight for this revival. The devil's going to fight for your boys, but you're fighting harder. Hallelujah! Glory to God! Hallelujah! I feel the spirit of prophecy in this place right now. Hallelujah! I think God's hearing our prayers, and He's getting ready to turn it into prophetic anointing that's going to flow in this place. Some of you have things coming to your mind right now you believe God to do, but you're afraid to say it. Why don't you just open your mouth and say it and let that revival out? Why don't you just begin to speak it in the name of Jesus and begin to release that anointing and begin to release that power that's in your tongue, that power that's in your spirit, that anointing a prophetic word that's in your heart. Speak it out. You don't have to say it to everybody. You can say it and speak it right now into the word. The the Bible said the word of faith is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. You can begin to speak revival over your family, over your loved ones, over your children, over your home, over your future. Some of you single young men and young ladies, you're worried about who you're going to marry and your future. You just need to speak, God, I speak your will into my future. I speak your perfect will for my spouse. God, I speak. I'm not going to worry about it. I'm not going to stress. God, I trust you. Because I'm going to stay on revival. I'm going to keep my revival open. I'm going to let you worry about everything else. I'm going to keep my walk with God right. I'm going to let you bring the people in my life that you need to bring. I'm going to let you bring the blessings that I need in my life. I'm going to stay focused on keeping my revival open. Woo, Jesus. Uh, come on, there's something about to break forth. You need to open your mouth and speak the things that God's putting in your spirit. God, you let me speak according to your word. God, I speak revival all over this community. I pray, oh God, that people all around the world that's never heard of Bethlehem Church in Potts Camp, Mississippi, are gonna come and find healing from their diseases. It's gonna find deliverance for their soul. God, I believe, Lord Jesus, that what you're gonna do in these young men and these young women and their families and these folks in this church, that you're gonna use their hands to lay hands on the sick and they'll recover. I believe you're gonna do it not through the pastor, but through the people. Thank you, Jesus.
2: In the name of the Lord Jesus, in the name of the Lord Jesus, Father, we lose revival in this house right now. In the name of Jesus Christ, we lose revival in this place god i command revival to be loosed in every family that's represented in this place right now in the name of the lord jesus i loose revival in every dead dry barren prayer life I loose revival in every dead dry barren ministry what used to be I loose revival I command it to come alive again I command dead dry families to come alive again I command revival to break loose in every aspect of this church in every person in this place I, I command revival to of fresh Jesus let anointing fall on us Jesus let breakthrough fall in this place Jesus let miracles fall in this place Jesus let healing fall in this place Jesus I pray oh God that every person that's been dead that every person that's been lost every backslider I command them in the name of Jesus to come alive let there be a revival in their life let there be a revival in their spirit let something in them long for the presence of God again let it fall let it fall like rain from heaven let heavenly rain fall in this place Jesus oh hallelujah lift up your hands right now lift up your hands right now if you receive anything that was just spoken Come on, pray it. Pray it. I feel it right now. I feel it right now. I feel God doing it right now. I feel God doing it right now. Oh my God. That's not just words that have been spoken, that's words that's going to be fulfilled. Come on, lift your voice higher than you have your hands raised right now. Lift your voice if you believe. Come on, there's people in here that've got dead ministries. You know you're supposed to be doing more. It's time to revive again. It don't matter how long you've been out. It don't matter what you've done, what you've gone through. God still wants to use you. Backsliders are coming home. Backsliders are coming home. I speak it. Backsliders are coming home. Somebody declare it with me. Backsliders are coming home. My lost family's coming home. My lost friends are coming home. They're coming home. The old youth group's coming back. Ah, they're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. They're coming. coming. Lift your hands one more time. We're about to close but I want to speak a revival in your prayer life and in your worship that you've never had before I want to speak it into your life right now I want you to have it everywhere you go everywhere you're at in the prayer room in the church house in your house in your car at your job I speak revival in your worship I speak revival in your prayer life I speak it right now I command it to happen if you want it lift your hands high and let a mantle of prayer fall on you from heaven let it fall tonight you'll never be the same the heartbeat of revival is a prayer life let it fall right now receive it in jesus name I impart it unto you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let it fall like a mantle from heaven. you get your prayer life revived your house will be revived your family will be revived your church will be revived your youth group will be revived if you'll get your prayer life right right now hallelujah you're gonna start experiencing a feeling in your soul in your spirit that you've not experienced before, something's going to be prodding you to go pray like never before. You better yield to it. Don't try to be numb to it. Don't try to ignore it. But when you feel that begin to happen, I'm speaking prophetically right now, when you feel that desire begin to happen, act immediately. Don't delay. Don't wait. Find you a place to pray because God is calling you to the prayer closet. God is calling you there right now. So you better listen to that voice. You better be sensitive to the pushing and prodding of the Holy Ghost because he's going to do it. He's going to do it. Hallelujah. 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 You better be ready. After tonight, you're not going to be the same. Those of you that lifted your hands, those of you that received that mantle, after tonight, you're not going to be the same. Shaya Ramasataramo Seketarama Sata Romomoro Satarama Sata Helen no I lose the spirit of intercession on this church, God. That has never hit this place before. Something more powerful. We already have powerful prayer services, but let us, a, a more powerful spirit of intercession than we've ever seen, hit this place, oh God. Intercessory warfare prayer, intercessory prayer of all types. Let it fall in this house right now, in Jesus' name. <laughs> yield to it, let it flow, yield to it, and let it flow. Se oh. oh. come on lift your hands one more time and just let the holy ghost flow out one more time come on let it flow one more time i feel the holy ghost very strongly in this place that's good that's good right there that's the kind of prayers that break chains that's the kind of prayers that bring revival that's the kind of prayers that bring backsliders back when you're interceding in the spirit when you don't know the words to speak and you let the Holy Ghost flow God let a boldness be baptized upon us oh God baptize us with Holy Ghost boldness Sarramamaye te esse Non ramasse il suo con la sua frutta Rosse le non mosse attaccano rossi e rossi Alla non mosse e callo ramassa Halleluia 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 E io those of you that may not be interceding you may not be feeling that that's okay start worshiping Him right now come on lift up a sound of worship one more time tonight and give him praise for what he has already done and what he is doing right now. Praise him for the backsliders that's coming. Praise him for what's happening in this house. Praise him for miracles, signs and wonders coming. Praise him for people being baptized in Jesus' name. Praise him for people being filled with the Holy Ghost. People being set free from drug addiction and alcohol. Ah, Come on, lift him up. Lift him up. Lift him up in this house. Praise his holy name in this house. Yeah, hallelujah. 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 My God, my God. I tell you what, I'm not going to dismiss tonight If you need to go, you go if, you don't, if you're not connecting right now, that's okay. You can go home. Those of you that are praying, keep praying. The Holy Ghost is here. Anointing is here. Intercession is here. God is about to use some people in here that's not been used in that way before. Let it flow tonight. Tonight the atmosphere is set. The place is ready. You just let go. Let God take over right now.
1: Y'all don't stop praying, but I feel so led by God right now to say something. This morning I was, I was talking to God in my car and it was gloomy out. And I kept, ever since I was a little boy, all I can remember is every, seven, every Sunday it was real, real gloomy, like it was really cloudy. And I went, God, why, was, why has it been cloudy on Sunday? And I, I felt this voice say, because I'm about to send the rain to Bethlehem. Just a minute ago, right before a pastor said, I feel the spirit of prophecy, I felt the Lord speak to me. Thus saith the Lord, I'm going to send revival. There's a harvest soon. Those who have turned away from me, I will bring back their eyes. I will turn their eyes from the world, and I will bring them back to the altar. Those who you have been witnessing to, I'm going to turn their eye. I'm going to catch their eye. I'm going to win them. Through my name, they will be baptized. They will be healed of their infirmities. In the name of Jesus. God's about to send a harvest. And it's coming soon, so we need to be ready. No sorry.